Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode we recorded at Bird Fair. Just a little bit of a heads up, we recorded this last thing, we were all very knackered, and it's basically a big waffle about nothing and everything. But it made me laugh, so hope you enjoy it too. Hello and welcome to the UK Wildlife Podcast. L- live from, well, it's not live, is it? Well, <laughs> Coming from Bird Fair. Recorded as live. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, recorded as yeah. live, yeah. yeah. I'm Neil Phillips. And I'm Victoria Hillman, and we've got Nick with us today. Hello. Hello. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so that last time you were on, it was, I think it was the record length episode yeah, ever done, yeah, wasn't it? definitely. It was in the middle of lockdown and none of us had spoken to anyone that was nature-related properly for a month or well, so. It seemed like months in the, yeah, the time. Yeah. 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 So we all were venting We nature. offloaded yeah. That's all of our natural history observations, <laughs> thoughts and feelings all in one go. Yes. Over about three and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I seem yeah. to remember talking about pheasants and getting told off by somebody on Twitter for quoting Nick on... I don't know what it was. Who cares? But let's put <laughs> yeah. it on quickly. Anyway. So, how have you been finding Bird Fair, Nick? Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've, uh, It's nice to be back, actually, because I didn't do last year. I wasn't here last year, but I've been coming since... I can't even remember the first one. It was sometime in the 90s, early 90s. Um, and, yeah, so not from right from the very beginning of its invention, but uh, quite a long way through. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Um, it's my annual catch-up with everybody, including yourselves. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just nice. It's just a, it's the one time a year where I get to see everyone. And also I get to meet new folk on the block. You know, lots of, there's lots of youngsters coming up, um, lots of young natural historians, an incredible amount of knowledge and expertise out there. And it's really, it's really encouraging it's really inspiring to know that there's there's a, a whole new generation out there i mean they're not common i mean it's they're they you know they're as rare as hen's teeth so it's good but it's good to see them um and uh, yeah it's been nice to you know encourage them a bit more or make them f- understand how special they are you know so it's that that itself's been good lots of good artwork lots of fun lots of quizzes and every every day i've been taking folk out um i work with zeiss so we've been doing these um these forays into the uh, into the nature reserve every day, so a little bit of sanity. So it's been quite nice to get away from the the craziness of the actual bird fair and disappear off into the reserve, which again is a little bit of a blast from the past for me because very nostalgically that's what I used to do in the old days when you know before TV really started for me. I'd come here as a as a bird watcher, so I'd actually come here to watch birds, which was it's a bit novel nowadays to actually watch <laughs> yeah. birds at the bird fair. But yeah, so yeah, it's been a good 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 show. Nice to be back. I haven't been here since pre-COVID, so. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good to know it's still here. Some things haven't changed. Yeah, I think we better give a shout out to Ben here, bit me for uh, filling in. Uh, Nick got let's just yeah, say right. Nick a, was late. Yeah, it was was say, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say a scheduling conflict because you weren't given the correct time. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and you thought you were early, but you're actually late rather amusingly. But Ben filled in doing some off ID, didn't he? Yeah, you know? I didn't ben really Rumsby. need to be there. Really, no. uh, Ben was Ben. Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten Ben's surname. He's um, Rumsby. Rumsby. That's right. So Ben Rumsby. Little name check there. He is one of the youth I was telling you about. That's he is one of the people I've been most impressed with. And it was lovely because I didn't really need to be there. He would take it taking over for me. And 
and in my absence he had started working his way through the moth trap and identifying things and telling the audience and you know that's exactly what we want yeah. well, it's put me out of a job but hey yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean it has been good like this is my first year exhibiting at Bird Fair I've been here in the past with Bird Photographer for the year but yeah great to be back and I've had loads of so I've had this like, global Bird Fair explorer, expert or explorer yeah. for the kids with the yeah. little book and yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. going around the stands and looking for the shovel of duck and picking up things so I decided you'll love this my little thing that I was going to give out was a little fat card about the zombie snail excellent so I've been giving that out and like it's been great because they've been coming around oh we want to get signatures from everyone and chatting to the the kids and it's amazing because they're so interested and I think it's and like you said Nick it's about connecting isn't it Yeah, yeah seeing everyone again meeting new people making new connections it's just it's it really is amazing it's not just a nature festival it's like a it's like a massive social for all of us as well, isn't it? It is, and it's um, and it's not all about birds either. I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously, the it's a bird fair it raises money for bird charities, but obviously if you're doing that, then you're ultimately mm. raising money for everything below them in the ecosystem. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good. And there's all all the big NGOs are here as well. So we've got lots of non we've got plant life are here, you know, and uh, we've got bug life. We've got British Dragonfly Society are here. Butterfly conservation. Uh, butterfly conservation. Yeah. yeah, so there's a whole heap of people from all sorts of disciplines. Yeah. So that's what's really good. And I would like to see. I mean, I'd like to see more stuff for young folk. I think that's that's something that will will be yeah. you know will change over the years. I mean, it's again in some ways we've got to look at this as starting again. This is this only the second year it's been at this site, so yeah. it's uh, it's building building nicely. I'd say. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. So zombie snails. So you have educated a load of youth about the zombie, zombie snails, snails and zombie snails in the UK. Great. Not in some tropical yeah. far-off country. And do you think the attraction for young folk and the invertebrate world is the fact that they are, they're there? They're kind of, it just requires a bit of curiosity. Yeah. You don't need specialist equipment to see them. Yeah. They're right there, right in front yeah. of your eyes. And well, quite a lot of them I was talking to, and they're like, oh, is it like that that ant species that gets infected by the fungus and, and everything? So they know. Yeah. But I think, as well, they like the really cool stuff. You know, so if you can talk to them about zombie snails and... You know, fungus that infects ants yeah, and cordyceps, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I could hear you. I could hear your brain in the corner going, "What is it? What yeah. is it? What is it?" If I anyone know the, can I know smell like a burning smell. That's yeah. probably yeah. Yeah. Um, rain day. It's, yeah. It is the last day of the bird fair. Yeah. You're allowed yeah. to be a bit brain dead. But I think I th- they've absolutely loved it. They love that more obscure, like really cool stuff. Yeah, I think. A bit gory. Yeah, a bit gory. Yeah, oh, like oh, that's that's disgusting, but amazing. It's like yeah. But that's nature. It's like, yeah. oh, we need to go look for those next time we're out. Yeah, and I, I did it with ladybirds today as well. I was trying to explain to some kids about ladybirds are not as nice as they look, you know, and uh, and they were... Mind <laughs> down the gutter. <laughs> no, I was laughing at the fact that... I don't know where your, your mind's going. It's like, I was laughing at there's a brilliant cartoon someone drew. I must find it out and share it. And it's a family looking at, oh, look at the cute little ladybirds, and it zooms in, and there's, like, ladybirds ripping aphids in half. Exactly. And oh, aphids I think screaming that, yeah. and running. And it's, but that's exactly it. I yeah. was trying to explain that they are proper hardcore predators, and they are... They're, they're doing hardcore predator things, and that is, and they're not nice. It'd be like me running through a herd of cows with a chainsaw, just lopping bits off them. I mean, it is pretty, gru- it is pretty gruesome. They're not, nice. and, and again, it's just explaining or just telling those stories, and it, it captures people's, uh, you know, imagination. So, yeah, my my kids are obsessed with ladybirds. If I find a ladybird, they have to pick it up. Mm. You know, I have. Um, you get a bit of reflex bleeding. Nice bit of I, reflex you know, bleeding. I've not had a reflex bleed on me for years. <laughs> I don't seem to do it anymore. <laughs> 
Good old days. Uh, we used to get blown on by ladybirds. I've had a reflex bleed for years. Uh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> That's probably the most Neil thing I've ever said, I think. Uh, this is where you know yeah. it's now four o'clock yeah, on yeah, Sunday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because obviously, if I'm education, I'm picking up ladybirds and showing kids all the time. And Maybe you're just too gentle. Maybe, 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 I, I'm, maybe I'm at one with the ladybirds now yes, and they yeah, trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely four o'clock on Sunday. It's Papa Ladybird. <laughs> I won't bleed on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so talking about the reflex bleeding, and then I get I try and encourage them to taste it as well because that's quite good. I, I've not. I, I I have friends that have tasted it, and um, they, they have described the taste to me, and that is enough for yeah, me. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I always think that if you want to understand why a ladybird is so brightly coloured, why a ladybird is so pretty, yeah, you just have to just just ingest a tiny little bit of their blood, you know, that yellow orange stuff that oozes out of their kneecaps. So tip a little bit of that on the end of your tongue and uh, you will immediately have a life lesson. You will understand immediately <laughs> why birds aren't going around looking for ladybirds to eat. Cause it is, and that's the whole point of ladybirds being brightly coloured. So it's, uh, it's aposomatic warning coloration and they, are, they taste disgusting. So not yeah. only are they horrible, they taste horrible too. Yeah. They, um, yeah so but, don't go around eating them. But they're not <laughs> poisonous, are they? There's, uh, the myth I always get from the kids is the yellow ones are poisonous or the yellow ones have a poisonous bite. Well, they're all Poison. They all contain toxins. Yeah, toxic, but they're not like you eat one, you're going to die. Poisonous, are they? Are no, they? but is that that's not the definition of poisonous, is I it? I suppose that's true. No, actually, they're, yeah. they're not venomous. They don't inject no. you with nasty chemicals. Yeah, so that's one of my mm. pet hates: is the the confusion between venomous and poisonous. Oh, but, but you can but now yeah. say there's a poisonous snake, isn't there? Because one of them's got poisonous flesh. Apparently so. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm yet to eat one, so I can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm with you on that. It drives me up the wall. That the, the confusion yeah. between poisonous and venomous. However, I learned while kind of living part time in Switzerland, they have one word that covers both. Oh, that's handy. So it just says don't eat it. Yeah, it's basically yeah. one word. It's like giftig or zare giftig. So it's either like basically deadly or very deadly. Okay. I don't know how you can be more deadly than yeah. deadly, just, but just yuck. Would yeah. Do, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yuck, don't eat it. So don't they only have it. one word. So they don't. I had this whole conversation with them. It's just English language, isn't it? It's yeah. just so well, the best way to remember it is if you bite it and die, it's poisonous. If it bites you or stings you and, injects. and, and yeah. injects you and you die, then you die, then it's I venomous. Don't even, yeah. Although, no, you don't have to, you don't die. Have to <laughs> die. You don't have to die, but you know what I mean? That's extremely I love having example. conversations with people at the <laughs> last day of the bird fair because yeah. it don't make even the slightest bit no, of sense. No. <laughs> to be fair... Not much different to usual with me. But, um, yeah. Can we just say at this point, Neil's been here for two days. Yeah. Nick and I have been here for three days. Yeah. And Neil's the one that's making less sense. I well. got up at five and had a massive train journey and my brain doesn't work. And no, it's stuck. not good, <laughs> You can't get any sympathy out of us. No, no. That. I can see. That's true. Vic's, Vic's, you know, she's taking a hard line there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You're not going to win with me. Yeah. Well, despite us chatting nonsense, the audience is slowly building out there. We've well, worked. there's yeah. four people. Yeah. <laughs> five. Yeah. Five. 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 One person, oh, yeah, yeah. One person yeah. is obliged yeah. to be here, but that's not... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's um, it, yeah, it's good. It's been a good day. I'm kind of... I'm, I'm, oh, no, there's the PA going... Oh, it's the raffle. Oh. There are. Oh. <laughs> the final, it's almost like the, the, the dying swan yeah. is the raffle. Oh, no, we're going to get numbers called out all over. So if you are listening and you yeah. haven't claimed your prize by the time this is, uh, this is heard on the podcast. Can someone... you hear it, Oscar? Yeah. It proves that we are recording this as live, yeah. as if anyone had thought 
thought this had been carefully edited and crafted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if they listen to my editing, they won't think that. If they listen to Oscar's edited episodes, which I'm in no way saying because Oscar is currently sitting... <laughs> Angelically um, in the corner. Yeah, in the corner. Have you ever described where we are? We're like, we're like, well, no, we were in the birthday, no, but we're we sitting really. in what, like, it's, what, the sort, of, it's sort of the building you'd normally sell ice creams out yeah, of. It's a burger um, van with an open front. It is, yeah. exactly. It's a burger van. That's exactly what it is. It's a burger van with steps and a table in it and yeah. a, a bunch of microphones and Oscar in the corner. Yep, pretty yes. much. by Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not sure I'm to say that. I have to say Zeiss a lot to make up for it. So, uh, yeah, my, my takeaway from the bird fair um, is actually I really love these new thermal imaging things. Oh, that, you play one, with that them was cool, wasn't it? pretty good, yeah. yeah. So their way of... The, the, the technology is... I, I, it wasn't here when I was last at the bird fair and suddenly everyone is peddling these amazing bits of thermal imaging kit. So, have you it. not seen it? Oh, you missed oh, out. I, I just, so you've seen I the just, movie Predator, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, so basically, it's, it's, you, you can see like Predator mm. now um, wow. and it's become much more affordable than, than it ever was. Which is really handy if you're doing if you're like serving for corncrakes or quail in a stubble field or something. Yeah, you, know, you just can't see them. They're so so cryptic, so well camouflaged. But of course, with these things, because they pick up the heat signature, everything that's got you know warm blood coursing through its veins it just glows like a hot coal. Even bats and bumblebees and dragonflies, they all glow. It's so zero interest to you, really, Vic, isn't it? They've got well, warm blood. Well. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's for someone who's yeah. made their living photographing reptiles and amphibians. I guess yeah, it's probably not yeah. not really <laughs> in your not really area. Down my alley. Well, you say yeah. that though, you'd be able to spot snakes and mosaic basking yeah, a bit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah you would, yeah. and you would be able to spot the sort of places snakes might want to bask. Yeah. So, Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's no, a bit niche, but yeah. Completely miss all that because I just basically haven't got off my stand for three days. But so. it's been good for you. You've, it's you've, been you've... really good because it's like first time I've exhibited the artwork and put it out there. So you try and sell artwork? Is that the idea? Selling artwork. And have um, you sold much? Yeah, yeah, done really good. well actually. But good. made some amazing connections. Uh, chatting to a guy in Mexico. Well, no, well, he's from he Mexico. He was here. He, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. here. Yeah, I was from say, Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I up, chatting people to him. are queuing up trying to buy your artwork yeah. and you're on, on the phone at some point <laughs> in Mexico. And he's trying to conserve a. Microendemic, critically endangered axolotl. Oh, hato, axolotl. And <laughs> we've been chatting, and he's got some photos, and he's going to send me some photos, and I'm going to make a little needle felted one. Oh, wow. Well, several. I wish I'd met him actually, because I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the axolotl. And I'm going to sell them to, and then the percentage of that is going to go towards helping okay. his conservation, cool. and he's going to provide me with images of the frogs and stuff so I can draw from those. Right. So um, we haven't really covered this on the podcast, but I'm stepping back a bit from photography mm. and going to concentrate on my artwork. Okay. And, but yeah, it's been amazing. Absolutely so amazing. tell me more about this axolotl. Um, I don't really know that much about it at the moment. So because it's, it's one of the species in one of the lakes up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Another, um, yeah, so there's a whole, nearly every lake in the Andes has its own mm. endemic, recently evolved axolotl or axolotl mm. uh, species. Is it? yeah, it's the correct it's... way of saying it, apparently. But yeah, I mean, he's, it was so great to talk to him because he basically came to the stand and said, I'm looking for a lady to talk to about frogs. Uh, and he found you. <laughs> well, I guess that'd be me then. Yeah. So yeah, made some really good connections. It's been good. Yeah, really, cool. really good. Crazy, busy, yeah. but good. It's been great meeting the other podcasters. I didn't have hardly any time with them because there's so much to do, isn't there? You interview other podcasters on the uh, podcast. So uh, that would be quite cool. Well, we've already done that. That have was you? our yeah, 50th episode. That, yeah. okay. The first year we've done it all, Charlie had, and Oscar have done an amazing job, I have to say. All the stuff, so uh, round of applause, Charlie. And, and Charlie, yeah. <laughs> that's Oscar applauding himself that's, there, yeah. well done. <laughs> and Charlie's not even here, so. 
this bloke was given a guided walk around Rutland. He was, he was, was pretty, he? He was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I think he knew his stuff, you know. I do. <laughs> yeah. So um, did you have any exciting sightings? Because we haven't done sightings, recent sightings. Oh, that's true. We had that Osprey, actually. I was almost certain it was going to dive because I've got none of my camera gear with me. So I thought it was going to finally get an Osprey dive. Well, that was your opening gambit, so we're going to yeah. see some good stuff because I don't have my camera with me. Yeah. And sure enough, an mm-hmm. Osprey mm-hmm. flew straight at us. Mm-hmm. I had um, a scorpion fly, but only I saw it, so no one believes me. But, uh, I saw um, it, but I didn't I did, see yeah, it well yeah. enough to... Yeah. Confirm. Yeah. I've now reached a point with them. If I get a good photo, I can get to species because if you, you look at inverted tail, it, the mouths, you can, it's actually quite easy to do with a photo, which is quite surprising. Yeah, it's been quite good. Met a few people. I finally met Matt. Macro Matt. Macro Matt. I haven't spoken to him for yeah, loads of people because we've had the lockdown, haven't we? So lots of people I've met in the last few years have had no chance to meet them. Mm. Oh, we've um, not seen each other for four years. Well, yeah, that, that's, yeah. yeah. Today, yesterday was the first time me and Vic have been in within 100 miles of each other for... Wow. Since, 2019, since before yeah. the podcast, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, last think, bird fair. Was it bird fair L- or was it La- BWPA? Uh, or it might be in BWPA. Yeah, uh, yeah you were judging. I was, I was judging, yeah. Yeah, pond creature in it again. <laughs> yes, wandering off on waffliness. Where am I going? I don't know. It's four o'clock and I'm knackered. But yeah, lots of good people to meet for the first time and again. You know, just what you're saying. It's, it's what it is. It's, and you always regret not going to see that talk or the you didn't get a chance to go and see that person. But then that's what next year's for, isn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah. To, you have to come back next year then, don't you? So it's all good. Well, I've already been told apparently I have to come back next year. Everyone said, right, well, we'll see you next year then. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll be back next year. But um, I actually had a fun drive in this morning. Three hairs. Oh, wow. Running up the road, yeah. Oh, your lagomorphs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not... not. I thought you had sprouted three more hairs. (laughs) No. Okay, right, yeah. I've got a lot more grey hairs, but... Yeah, yeah, three... On three different occasions, just hairs running up the road, and then two red kites. There'll be some kind of saying, isn't there, about seeing three hairs? That'll be... I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> You're insightful. Be this is amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, yeah, no I, I see hairs quite regularly because I've moved to Scotland now, which has been a bit of a, a gear change from, from you know, living on Dartmoor for nearly 30 years to move to Scotland has been pretty good. But so I see, do see hairs much more regularly now of, of both the non-native brown hair and the mountain hair. So it's... Uh, it's quite good now. It's always a nice sighting, even though I, I sometimes get them where I work. It's it's still nice when you see a hair because there's still something novel about them, even when they're. It's weird, isn't it? Because they're, 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 they're just as introduced as a rabbit, yeah. but a rabbit doesn't do it in the same way. What is it yeah. about a hair that makes makes a hair makes a hair stand out? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's one of those things that naturally says, and it? it goes. Um, <laughs> a hair. Interesting coloration. Yeah, the interesting coloration of. Oscar is holding Blue up a picture and... of a rainbow hair of some description. <laughs> and we have a gentleman in the audience who was pulling his ears off. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's something, I don't know what it is. I watched one stretch the other day. Is this interesting or not? I'm, I can't... <laughs> this is <laughs> interesting. Can Watching a hair stretch is... If you see only when a cat stretches its yeah. front legs out and then arches its back and, and just kind of does its re- you know, flexibility exercises, does its yoga, brown hair's do that as well when they get up if they've been sitting in a form all day which is their little indentation in the in the field and when they get up they stretch like a cat and you suddenly realize just how leggy they are they they are all leg but yeah very very special animals it's like when you first see them it's like oh it looks like a rabbit and then the more you look at it the more not like a rabbit is it or not longer face well, it's, it's cl- i was trying not to hit these ones because they were yeah. they weaving were running down, along weaving down the road oh, yeah it's so like can you just go into the verge please Amazing to see that. Some, sometimes you go near the field they're in and they're gone, and other times you can nearly tread on them. They're just, uh, except when you've got the camera, of course, and you can, then it's always the former. But there you go. 
Don't really see them at home, actually, no, where I am. They're a bit further south in Somerset, but not so I much where I am. I think they're a bit rare in the southwest, aren't we they? We used to have them. We used to see them occasionally on Dartmoor. There's a few around. You know, mm. you do see them, but they, were, they weren't... It wasn't a guarantee. Where I am now, it's a guarantee. And also, found in East Anglia is quite a good place. Yeah. You know, you can... Wiltshire is pretty good for them as well, so... Yeah, kind of where we are. Just got to get the right habitat. Yeah, and then, you, you know, don't really there. see them, to be honest. Red kites we see over the house now. It's... Oh, everywhere. It's, um, even South Essex, we're getting red kites now, and that was just pipe dream ten years mm. ago. Uh, there was one in Taunton Town Centre the other week. A friend told me he saw one basic fly over his back garden in Taunton Town Centre. Well, they do. When you get the what well, the hands with red kites, you get the youngsters go on kind of not walkabouts, but flyabouts. So the juveniles will disperse and go just go off for the day trip, and they'll tra- carry you know, cover huge distances in that time. We used to see them quite frequently over Dartmoor. It wasn't unusual to see red kite. But they're not breeding there. They're not breeding in Devon at all. But you just see them fly over and you see groups of them and then they vanish, you know. And they, yeah. So it wasn't unusual, but it's definitely something that's quite exciting. And I, I'd like to know what the cue is for them to settle. So dispersing from your natal area and then, and then going back again, which we know what they do, but it's like, what, do they, what does it take for those dispersing birds to settle? Are they moving out slowly from a, from a nucleus or do they, do, do, can you suddenly get a pair appear somewhere? I don't, I don't know, I don't, I've, not, I've never heard that happen. It tends to be, it seems to be that they're slowly spreading out from a nucleus as far well, as I can we, see. We have them. this site near us and it may be 10 minutes up the road from where I am, and you, and you go across the top, the number of times I've seen 20 or more red kites just over the fields together. We think we know where they are, but they've all just kind of appeared, and there's, yeah, about 20 or so of them yeah, just flying they're, around. They're definitely breeding in North Essex. Not as far as I'm aware, they're not breeding in South Essex, but like you say, you get the wanderers. And Someone did tell me that one theory on the Oxford population, because until recently they seemed to be stuck almost in that county, you mm. know, spilling over a little bit. And it's something to do with the Spanish population don't disperse as much as some of the others or something genetic. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. But they seem to be spreading now, don't they? So. It's great. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice yeah. to see them. I have to say it's, a, it's a, a, a sign of the times, a positive sign of the mm. times. The same with buzzards as well. Just yeah. don't used to see, oh, never yeah. see buzzards where I grew up in East Sussex, but I see them quite regularly now. Yeah. So. I'd say what I'm looking forward to this week, it's got nothing to do with anything we've talked about so yeah. far. Yeah. I just, it just occurred to me. Go for it. I'm, I might, I'm, I'm going down to Nep. Ooh. I'm going to be in Nep. I've never been to Nep before, but I'm going there. I'm not going there to see Nep. I'm just going there to meet up with somebody. But um, I'm hoping to get turtle doves. I've never, I've not heard a turtle dove in the UK for years and years and years and years. And Nep has been proving that it's been, you know, the way you farm is very critical, and the way they've been farming or not farming um, has uh, has meant that uh, the turtle dove have bounced back there. So I'm looking forward to hearing. I'll try. I'll tell. You, I'll see if I can record it. Yeah. It won't be a brilliant recording because I didn't bring my microphone with me. But what I will do, I'll hold my iPhone in the air and see if Hope we can best. get the purring of a of a turtle dove. But yeah. I used to work at a site, and the first time, first year I went there in 2009, I could hear them every day pretty much. By sort of 2012. I'm not really hearing, you know, it's notable mm. to hear them. Saw one in 2015, nothing since. Nothing since and I was yeah. there till 2019, so shows they just disappeared in South Africa. There's a couple of spots you might hear them and find them, and a friend of mine reckons he's found a breeding pair, but they need to breed twice, I think, then in a year. That's part of why they're declining. Mm-hmm. When they come in, they don't get enough food to get into condition um, for the first lot of breeding, so they only have one clutch, and comes they... back. Comes back to the uh, yeah, yeah. Comes back to the health of the, the countryside as well. The net perfect scrubland for them, and they they do well. Yeah.
So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be my trip of the week, I think. Oh, I get we... back and check on my, my little baby grass snakes. Oh, yeah, you were saying you've yeah, got grass snakes in your... Yeah, about a year old. Yeah. It's about 30 centimetres. About I love a baby reptile. A newly hatched or, or mm. a juvenile reptile, usually are just so perfect. I mean, the adults are perfect, but they, they, they don't... When they're big, they're not quite as... They don't seem as impossible. A baby yeah. grass snake, or a newly hatched grass snake, is the most pristine. Oh, we, we think they're about a year old. Yeah. Um, but been watching them attempt to catch tadpoles. It's so funny because I've got. I knew I had one, but now I've got two. Yeah. And I was watching one, and the other one came up with a tadpole. But yeah, you watch them, and one's got this tadpole swimming around its head, and it can't catch it. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, so I, I, but you watch them and they they're, they're just trying on the to catch yeah, they sort of do that kind out. of they, oh. they sort of like move their sort of hyper flexible lower jaw around and it is like yeah because it's not you know you've seen images of snakes swallowing their prey it's usually yeah. a mammal or something something a bit harder but a tadpole's like slime. trying to swallow an oversized yeah. gumdrop yeah it's a squidgy <laughs> slime ball isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah but we're going to see how they're doing although sadly no little froglets have emerged from my pond this year. For some reason. Yeah, I think it might have something to do with those four <laughs> yeah. of reptiles. <laughs> I've, I've had a probably a year, two-year-old grass snake. It's over over a foot long, but it's of course it's my one. Just swims off the moment you go outside. But my my wife's actually seen it more often than me. I'll be off trying to find a rare spider, and she go, "Oh, it's grass snake in the pond." What? I quite missed it, and eventually I saw it. But the yeah. creatures a habit, though. I think mean, once you mm. get to know your grass snake, you'll learn where it basks regularly. Mm. And things. I mean, I remember as a kid. Sort of walking over the fields, I always used to know where all the basking spots were, and they tend to they tend to stick to yeah. the their, uh, yeah. I mean, they might move around a couple depending on uh, you know local conditions, but yeah, I, I I could pretty much guarantee on a certain early morning on a certain kind of you know certain sunny day, I could I could find the grass snakes. Well, these these have got more used to me sitting next to the pond trying yeah. to get pictures of them now, and they they just they don't even care that I'm there. But it's great, and they just go about and pop their head up every now and then, mm. and. Might have to name them though. So tell me the smell. Someone asked me this the other day, and I can't remember. I, 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 I can, because it's been a long time since I've I've held a grass snake, and I, they produce this noxious compound from glands on their body. Now I thought it was anal gland secretions, but someone says, "What's everyone laughing at?" <laughs> that, that's Oscar actually sni yeah, yeah. sniggering in the background. <laughs> I thought I'm sure I saw you snigger a little bit as well. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm is, it, at is him. it anal glands or is it is it glands along the side of the body? I don't know. Actually, it's one for Steve. I've, 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 I'm pretty sure it's anal glands, but I, I think it's anal yeah. glands um, with added poop. Um, yeah, no, okay. That, that's my understanding. So when you get it all over their body, it's when they've sort of tight, they've yeah, done that sort of figure of eight thing and they yeah, smear it all over it, the place. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it bothered me the other day because I couldn't I couldn't remember. Yeah, I sort of very conscious. I do remember. I do recall it being sort of smeared all over their body because it's sort of a weird sort of creamy yellow secretion and it's uh yeah it's pretty grim it's i've never had, I've and never and had you, the pleasure you, you cannot get rid of the smell no, well you for can money. Like you can, can i you? gave away one of my top secrets this weekend if you had been in the audience you would know i've never had it happen to me have you not no. it's because you're I've too been, nice you're I've a friend of the snakes been sent marked by lemurs and had to pretty much throw the tree trousers out yeah. but yeah no never had it's it great. i love these conversations i've been sent marked by lemurs a friend of mine picked up a grass snake he was surveying and he was trying to get the pictures, you know, because you, you get scowl marks. Sometimes you can tell individuals. Yeah, yeah. And he made a mistake. Of course, he's got scent on his hand, touched the rubber grip on his camera that absorbed the smell. And for a year afterwards, yeah. every time he undid his camera bag, he could smell it. It's difficult to smell to describe as well. It's not, it's not like 
I mean, it's unpleasant, definitely. It's more yeah, it's... It's sort of chemically smell. I'd love to actually work out what it is that makes a grass snake smell like a grass snake. But anyway, uh, that's pretty nerdy, really. The, the stuff is incredible. It does a... Um, what does it do? It, 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 yeah, it gets all over things. But you get it, you get it off by toothpaste. Ah, and it's not you don't sense. just disguise the smell of grass snake with any minty, particular minty freshness. toothpaste or no it's oh, the okay. it, you want one that's white that does has whiteners yeah. in it obviously not microplastics yeah. but the um, bicarb um, soda yeah the bicarb soda and what it does is the granules are gently abrasive just like they are with your mm. teeth and they they rub off the the because it's a kind of very oily secretion yeah. that glandular secretion so it sort of rubs that off and so okay. it physically removes it because the problem is you can wash your hands as many times mm. you like but that stuff just sticks to your skin yeah. so um you know, it's a top tip for you. There we go. How to get rid of the smell of grass snakes. <laughs> it's not. It's a bit niche. Yeah, I think that top tip is a good one to end on. I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And and the gulls are flying in. I've just seen a black-headed gull circling. So they're yeah. they they're, they're coming in to scavenge on the remaining chips. And the bird fair is closing down. The raffle's been called. Yeah. The PA is lost. Property <laughs> is being emptied. There's a few hardcore people wading about in the mud. But yeah, it's yeah. it's feeling like the end, isn't it? I think it is the yeah. end. Yeah. But time the, to go home. The quote of. Uh, of, of bird fairers, anal glands with added poop. Yeah. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> yeah. So that should just be on, you know, my LinkedIn underneath. Yeah. Just put it on, you know. Anal glands with <laughs> added <laughs> poop. Inventor <laughs> of catchphrase. <sighs> there we go. There we are. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks well, very much, Nick. Is it a nice little meander so through yeah. the world of... I have um, no idea what I'm going to title this podcast. Well, we didn't really talk about anything in no. particular, did we? We didn't really talk about... Yeah. Well, hope you enjoyed that. If that's the first episode you've ever listened to of this podcast, this isn't a typical episode, and I do suggest you go back and listen to some of the others. Maybe skip the first few when we didn't know what we were doing. But yeah, enjoy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the UK Wildlife Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do subscribe and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast service you use. You can follow us on Twitter at UK Wildlife Pod, all one word or on Instagram at UK Wildlife Podcast. And like us on our Facebook page, UK Wildlife Podcast. And you can also post to the UK Wildlife Podcast community group. If you would like to share your wildlife news or sightings with us on Instagram or Twitter, then please tag us in the post and use the hashtag UK Wildlife Podcast. And you can now support us through our Buy Me A Coffee account, which you can find at buymeacoffee.com forward slash UK Wildlife Pod, where you can give us a one-off bit of support or join our membership scheme. Head there to find out more. This episode was edited by Neil Phillips, and music is by Oscar Henderson. You can find him on Instagram at oscar.creates.